Hi, this is Kim. Welcome to The Weekend Sober. I am so glad you're here. So it's just me today. And I'm going to talk to you guys uh, on my own solo show here. I'm going to, I'm actually going to read to you um, something that I wrote um, and had published on elephantjournal.com. And as many of you probably know, I am a passionate writer and I have a blog that I write on pretty much every week. I try to post weekly. Um, and I write about sobriety, parenting, um, different things going on in my life. And I'm going to read you something that I wrote last fall. And I actually got a lot of feedback from it and a lot of really great um, comments. And um, I think that if you haven't read it and you may have missed this post, um, I think it's a good one for everybody to hear. Um, okay. So the topic is um, when my husband confronted me about my drinking. Okay, so I posted this on September 13th, 2021. And again, this was on elephantjournal.com. Okay, so this is something I wrote. I remember the first time my husband sat me down and looked me in the eye and told me he was concerned about my drinking about four years ago. It was after a particularly late, drunken Saturday night, and he approached me in our bedroom the next morning while our three kids were innocently watching TV downstairs. I don't remember where we had been or who we had been with the night before, but it was probably much of the same drunken scene that we always found ourselves in, with the same people. What I do remember is the look on my husband's face, a combination of sadness, disappointment, and fear. I think you're drinking too much, he said. I'm worried about you. I recall the panic I felt at realizing that I was, in fact, in over my head. My husband was scared, and the situation suddenly felt out of control. I rem remember not being able to catch my breath, thinking, how are we having this conversation? I felt embarrassed, ashamed, and angry at him at first, and then mad at myself for allowing my drinking to escalate to this point. I promised him that things would change. I'll do better, I said. I won't drink this much anymore. It was a promise that I genuinely wanted to keep to him because I was terrified of ever having to let go of alcohol. I couldn't fathom it. I needed to keep drinking because booze had been a constant comfort to me since I was 15 years old. And that's how it always went. I did better for a little while. I would stop drinking during the weekdays. I'd go to dinner with my husband, maybe order a glass of wine, ask his permission to get a second glass, like a little child. I was resentful that he was making me feel this way, making me question my relationship with my buddy, my trusted friend, alcohol. But I knew I had no choice but to cooperate if I wanted to avoid having that shameful conversation again. My husband and I stopped going out with large groups of friends for a little while because we both knew the temptation for me to get plastered was too great. 
We never really talked about the fact that many of my friends and their husbands drank the same way as me at times. So why was I being punished? It wasn't fair. That's how I felt for so long. This isn't fair. But I knew deep down that I had a harder time controlling myself than other people, even though I couldn't, couldn't, could not admit it. I knew I couldn't stop at just one drink, like my husband. He often didn't even finish his one beer, leaving a few sips in the bottle, which baffled me. I had myself and my husband convinced for years that it would be okay, though. I constantly would stop for a little bit, get it under control, and not let it get too out of hand. I didn't have a problem, I told myself. But then there were those early mornings where I would lie awake at 4 a.m. and I would question it all. The shame cycle would begin again. I'd worry. I'd cry. And little did my husband know that our quiet dinners out alone together, I obsessed over every single sip I took. I had a hard time concentrating on our conversations because I couldn't stop thinking about my next drink. When can I order another glass? Was I allowed another? Would he get angry if I had another? Could I steal a sip of his drink when he was in the bathroom? Would he notice? I watched what other people at other tables ordered and I kept my eye on the waitress the whole time. It consumed my every thought and my husband never realized it. Eventually, after a month or two of good behavior, I would start to casually have a glass or two of wine during the week, having proved myself responsible, and I genuinely thought that I could handle it, that I could drink like my husband and enjoy one glass and not feel compelled to drink the entire bottle. It was a slippery slope, because one glass always turned into two, and that one day during the week that I was allowed to drink quickly morphed into a two-day rule, because staying home at home, staying home with the kids is hard, I would tell myself. Or, my husband and I had a fight, so I deserved it. Or, it was vacation. It was a holiday. A family member was visiting. The sun was shining. There was always an excuse. Within a few weeks, I was right back to drinking every single night of the week, often crushing a bottle of wine a night on the couch by myself. My husband would avert his eyes, huffing and puffing as he took out the recycling in the morning. I would just pop Advil in the morning, chuck some water, and pretend that nothing was wrong. Nothing to see here. And my husband would wait until I had another eventful Saturday night, or I did something else stupid, which would give him allowance to approach me again about my consumption. Skipping the boys' hockey games because I hung around drinking with friends at brunch, blacking out on Easter, falling down the stairs drunk in front of the kids after a casual dinner out, I gave him endless opportunities to confront me, and the chances were plentiful. My husband would always sit me down the next morning, begging me to consider drinking less. Sometimes he'd be kind and loving, other times he would lose his patience. Regardless, I would always promise him to do better, and for a few months after our talks, I would. It was a vicious cycle, and I would later learn that he just hung on, hoping and praying that I would eventually figure it out. And this routine lasted for years until finally I realized I couldn't do it anymore. And one day I woke up and I turned to my husband and I finally asked him for his help. There was no rock bottom for me, no major incident. I finally just got tired of being on the hamster wheel. I got tired of this awful, shameful, hungover mornings that I was unable to look at myself in the mirror 
I grew tired of trying to convince myself everything was fine because I definitely was not fine. I'm so grateful every second of every day that I finally found the courage to make that change. I realized that I couldn't live that life a second longer, so I chose to stop drinking. I chose a sober life. I chose freedom. So, I wrote that last fall. That was just shy of my one-year soberversary. And I think a lot of people could really relate to this whole thing, the whole experience, in that they, I think that everybody understands what it's like to be in that vicious cycle and to be stuck on the hamster wheel, trying to prove to themselves, their husbands, their wives, that they can do better and that they are not completely powerless to alcohol. Someone asked me recently a really interesting question. They said, all those conversations that Evan had with you, like every time he sat you down, did those conversations help you or did they make you mad? Like, like how did you feel? And I had to like really think about that for a second because I think that's multi-layered. I think there's so many different parts to that. Um, I think it's interesting. At the time, I was obviously ripshit. I was livid at my husband for making me feel so small and ashamed of my behavior. I was embarrassed. Um, I hated those conversations. And I've said this before that I hated when he said, we need to talk about last night. Or do you remember what you did last night? Those Oh, those conversations would just make me feel horrible the next day. Um, so I really, really despised my husband for always talking to me and bringing those things to my attention. But um, after the fact, obviously, I think that all those times that Evan sat me down and talked to me, he never actually told told me to stop drinking. He never told me that I had to do anything he would just tell me that he was worried that he was concerned and I think he was slowly cracking me open he was slowly breaking me down and I don't even think he realized what he was doing because what's so fascinating about my relationship with Evan is that we met when we were you know 18 years old we our relationship was born in this world of binge drinking in college and So it's almost all we ever knew um, with each other. So to think back on our years and years of being together, alcohol was so ingrained in everything we knew with each other. Um, I don't think Evan really ever saw me getting sober. I don't think he ever really understood what he was asking me and what I don't even think he understood what was going on all those times when he wanted me to like take it easy he literally just want he didn't understand he wanted me to go out to dinner and literally have a glass of wine he had no idea what was going on inside my brain and the fact that I truly was struggling he did not understand that I couldn't modify 
moderate. I couldn't just have that one glass of wine and be done. It just never occurred to him. And so all those times that we would have these conversations, I was just slowly breaking, slowly splitting open. And so there's a huge part of me that's grateful to Evan for all of that. And, you know, this it was such uncharted waters for both of us. Neither of us knew what we were doing. And that morning when I asked Evan for help, you know, he didn't ever imagine me doing that. And I don't think I ever imagined myself doing that either. Anyways, um, I just thought this was a really great thing to share, partly because maybe you know somebody that um, is struggling and you feel like you are, maybe you're the Evan in this situation, maybe you are me in this situation and you have been that person that has been sat down by your spouse or friend or whatever. Um, Or maybe you can sympathize in that this was you years ago. Um, Like I always say, there's so much freedom on this side and it truly is such a gift to not drink. And I'm so grateful every day for it. Um, And I encourage you to look within yourself and try to find that strength and reach out for help if you need it. So it is not easy, but it is so worth it. So you can check out more of my writing on a sober and strong mom.com. Um, you can check me out on Instagram, the same handle. Um, thanks for listening so much. Really appreciate it. Um, also feel free to email us at theweekendsober at gmail.com with any thoughts or questions. And we look forward to hearing from you. Also, um, leave a review on Apple podcasts. That'd be awesome too. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Bye.